right, we're live. Welcome back to uh, another installment of the Panther Den podcast. I'm here with J-Dub. Hello. And Douglas. Douglas, you're on today. Howdy. It's been a while. What was the last episode you were on? I can't recall. Can't recall? I can't remember either. Jacob, welcome. Hi. Hi. Mr. Producer. Uh, Yeah, it's been... I wasn't here last week. You guys did current events last week, correct? Yep. Yeah, because a lot happened. Stuff actually happened. The freaking submarine. Yep. With a $30 game controller. Yeah. And then the... uh, And it survived. That was the only thing that survived. Just the controller? It was in the bottom of the ocean. They found a picture of it. I don't know if it was fake or not, but... Uh, I don't know. But... um, I'd like to think it's not fake. I hope it's not fake. Then the short-lived Russian Revolution... Oh yeah, with Wag- the Wagner Group. Yeah, yeah, that was, was kind of it was disappointing because it it's was. over. Was it disappointing or was it just kind of like one of those things where you're just like, eh. yeah? I mean, Wagner's just disbanding and everything. So oh, they're disbanding like completely. Yeah. I haven't kept up with much of it lately, but yeah, it's it's all I don't know what's going on, and we don't probably need to get into that because you know, we'll talk about it forever. I kept thinking of Blackwater whenever they kept talking about them. Yeah. America's version, or their version of our black order. Yep. Well, today, time of recording is uh, July 1st. So, already halfway through 2023. Um, July 4th is coming up. This episode will probably come out, what do you say, Jacob, on the July 4th? Third? Third or third, fourth. Third or fourth. Either way, happy 4th of July. Yeah, happy 4th of July. Day. Happy Independence Day. Screw also, you. Screw you, you rotten teeth bastard. Happy you know who end of Pride Month. Oh. Oh, finally. Thank God. God. We survived another one. We made it. I can't. I don't know what you're talking about, actually. Last month was Dinosaur Month. Jurassic July. So. You mean Jurassic July? Jurassic it's uh, June, no poop sorry. July is coming up. We used to have Dairy Month in Missouri. That's cool. Yeah. Where'd it go? It's probably it's, what it month? Went, what it month was Dairy the, Month? It June, went with June, all the June was Dairy Month in Missouri. Hmm. Bring back Dairy Month, please. All the lactose intolerant people probably they cried. Yeah, drink milk. You're not lactose no. intolerant. You're just. I think um, it was the fudge packers that did it for sure. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, they um, said that the bulls could produce milk too, and it was a fiasco. <laughs> the wrong kind of milk mm-hmm. they're drinking yeah, well <laughs> all right well before we ramble on about how great it is that pride month's over um we're talking about vietnam again today vietnam part two fourth of july special especial um jacob wanted to get into some kind of the booby traps that were used in vietnam the torture uh, we're going to go over GI torture, like the torture we used to. We can. I don't know much about it. I don't know much about it. I just well, know I mean, from pop culture and video during, games. During this time, uh, MK Ultra was going on with all that torture and stuff. And we don't know how many people were taken and... to, uh, what's that place in? Bakuda. The... No. Starts with a G, doesn't it? Guadalcanal. No, Guadal- yes. How many yes. people did Guam? we take to Guadalcanal? Uh, no, the no, it's, it's in I the know Caribbean. what you're talking about. Uh, I can't think of it now. Um, 
it's Guantanamo. A place, yeah, Guantanamo. Guantanamo Bay. Starts with a G. The CIA black site where I'm probably going to end up. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't know who's in there. They could have all kinds of people in there and they're torturing Dude, them if you go to Guantanamo Bay, you're not leaving. You don't exist. Anymore. Unless Obama gets back in the office, you're not leaving. Yeah. Or unless you have an island that... Never mind. You know what I was going to say. Epstein. Epstein, Didn't kill yeah. himself. But if you're a member of ISIS, it's like a resort. Is that true? <sighs> yeah, that's what they say. Do they get... That's why Rush Limbaugh called it uh, Club Gitmo. Club Gitmo? Yeah. Sign me up. They Do they have a punch lo- card? They eat lobster, let them play volleyball. They treat them pretty good down there. That's <laughs> what they always said. Do I, you get, think- I bet they could give the, um, the men's volleyball national team a run for their money. Do you, I bet they could. Yeah. Do you think... Okay, here's a question for you. Do you think any of the people that were accused of espionage and terrorism and uh, being traitors from January 6th, do you think any of them are in Gitmo? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. That was that's way too low stakes for that. The, I don't know. The, they might the, just do it, though. One of the biggest to... problems is that we don't know where they're at and where they're being held. I bet they're in Gitmo. I don't think so. I want to Google Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> how to end up in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> well, we that's could also figure out, like, how Bay. often did they, like, how did they, when did they use it? Like, how did they use it in Vietnam, like, during Vietnam, you know? Oh, there we go. Guantanamo Bay. It's in Cuba, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what... Det- yeah, that's det- Google calls it a detention camp. Like, mm. like, ooh, you said a bad word in class. You're going to the detention. Detention camp, detention yeah. Detention camp. That's, <laughs> Imagine... also, that's also what the, the Austrian, Nazis called it. The Austrian painter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that good. Uh, Adolf Hitler, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um... First, actually, the military prison first opened after September 11. That's what it says. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. Well, that's when everything kind of got out, though. Like, we didn't know what SEAL Team 6 was until after 9-11, but they existed. But the SEAL teams, no, they they were known. Not, team- si- not, I mean, yeah, they. I guess with coming conclusions, you could know that 6 existed, but they didn't know, we didn't know what 6 was. Like, they were, like, the ones that, they're like, they're what the SEAL teams want to be, SEAL Team Six, and we didn't, they, we didn't know what they were doing or what they did. Um, SEAL Team Six is just like another SEAL team, like it's just... I know, but like, like uh, for example, uh, Chris Kyle, I think he was on like SEAL Team Three or something, and they, inter- I, there was an actual interview with him, and he said like, that's like the top of the line, but some people like that's where they strive to be, but then some people don't want to because it's just. Like, cause he was still team three and he's just, he's in, he's in the streets, like doing, doing shit. But still team six is like the ones that goes in like, like they're the one who got Captain Phillips. They're doing like more high. They're the one who got a a Bin Laden. They're the ones that. Allegedly. Yeah. (laughs) Bin Laden. Yeah. Do you think Bin Laden's dead? We'll see. I think he might be. Anyway, back. We're off topic. Sorry. Sorry, listener. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into booby traps, torture, Gitmo, probably. More of Gitmo. Because I haven't thought much about Gitmo much, but now you guys kind of got me really intrigued about it. Anyway. Cameron there was didn't a, know it was called Gitmo forever, and now he's using it he said about nonstop. 15 times. There's this episode of uh, Criminal Minds where they go to Gitmo 
to interview this guy. And I mean, they, I'm sure it's did made they really up. go to Gitmo? Or no, <laughs> but I mean, I'm sitting there like it's probably made up, but I wonder how much of it that they did because it was they're the FBI and they're going and they had to like get clearance from the CIA to go in. And I don't know, I feel like they probably did some research about it, but I don't know, it's just hmm. fresh on my mind because I watched it the other day. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, that's a bit about Gitmo and popular culture, yeah. Um, I know. So, Good to know. all right, moving into Vietnam booby traps, uh, and kind of leading into booby traps. I forget the guy's name, but if you're listening to this and you guys need to go watch it, there's this interview with this guy uh, that was in Vietnam. I think they did the interview in like the 80s or 90s, and he was a tunnel rat in Vietnam. I think it's I can't remember his last name, but I think his first name was Bill. Tunnel rats were probably one of the worst things to be and in he, Vietnam. He talked about it, and he said, <coughs> I mean, the guy had like a thousand-yard stare the whole time, and like the lady that was interviewing was asking him, like, how many people did you kill? And he's like, oh, probably about 10, 11 that I know of. I hate when people ask that question. And he's like, she's so. like, well, what does it feel like to kill somebody? He's like, you know that feeling? You know, he's like, it's kind of like sex almost feels really good. And then you're like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, yeah, I had, uh, he's like, I had a necklace of, of fingers and ears. He's like, it was, it was pretty common to see that a lot. And it was pretty common to have it as war trophies and stuff. Yeah. People said that that was fake. There's no way that's, she's like, well, what happened to it? He's like, well, they took it away in customs when I was coming home. And he's like, if it wasn't for, customs taking it he's like i definitely would still have it and he's like the the uh whenever he said whenever you first go into a tunnel the the two rules you want to have is make as least amount of noise as possible and don't turn your light on until you absolutely know that you're alone and he said the first guy he killed in a tunnel was uh, the only reason he knew he was there is because he could feel the guy breathing on him. Mm, that's creepy. Because it was pitch dark, and he killed him, I think, by like shoving his thumbs in his eyes. Dang. Or no, 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 he crushed his trachea. Sorry, he crushed his trachea. Oh, yeah. And then just like listened to him suffocate while he held him down. That's nuts. And well, that's the only thing you can do, because if you don't... He... It's pretty nuts. I... I'll find it during one of our breaks and, and bring it back up, but it's it's nuts because I know a lot of those tunnel systems that they had in Vietnam to the Vietnamese, which those tunnels were extremely old. They didn't just start digging those when America showed up. That was whenever they were fighting the French and whenever they were fighting uh, pretty much each other until America they, got involved. Vietnam was like, a, I mean, during that time, they were at like when we joined. They were already at war for like close to like what fifteen years, if not I would more. say longer. Like so, I mean it the was, whole Vietnam, that whole era, they were at war for like. I'm pretty 40 sure years Vietnam got invaded by Japan. Yeah, in probably the whole Indochina region, mm-hmm. like Southeast Asia, got invaded by Japan in the uh, in World War Two in the forties yeah. and thirties. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like even about World War Two, the thing is, like we like to us, World War Two starts in 1939. And technically, for us, it starts in 41. 
but for like especially asia it started in like the early 30s mm-hmm. so world war ii so like the thing is they're just at war this entire time and they're just battle hardened oh just, god yes so the so all this stuff is just i mean it's just a shithole well war. and i saw another brief interview with a uh i think he was like a major or a sergeant major maybe he was probably a sergeant major in uh, Mac V Sog, and they were interviewing him about the Viet Cong, and they asked him uh, what it was like, what the Viet Cong were like as far as uh, how they were as soldiers, and he said they were some of the best soldiers that he had ever seen, and he said not just the, the North Vietnamese Army, but the, the Viet Cong too. He said a lot of people think they're just a rabble-rousing guerrilla force. He said, no, they're extremely hardened, and they're determined. And they're well trained. Yeah. And he says, like, I wish I had about 200 of them under my command and I could win this war. Yeah. Well, see, because, like, it's not like they just, the Viet Cong just came out of the, just came out of nowhere because America showed up. Like we said, they've been fighting forever. And speaking of uh, um, Mac V teams, so I have a cousin that was actually in Vietnam. He died. Uh, I'll change his. Well, I'll call him by his first name because he didn't go by it. So his name's Henry, and uh, I was just because I, I knew a little bit about it. My mom, she she remembers him when she was about she was about six or something. Or when he died. He died in nineteen seventy. So uh, he was on Mac V. He was on a Mac V team, advisory team eighty eight, and he was in uh, Ken Hao Province. And there's a website, I think it's called uh, The Virtual Wall. Yeah, thevirtualwall.org. So it's like where you can see everybody who's on the memorial in D.C. that died in uh, Vietnam, and you can comment on it. Well, I saw this one, and this is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Cyril W. Apple. Apple. Sorry about that. But he was, uh, what was it? Where was I? I can't remember. Um, you you were saying where he was? Okay, so yeah, he was. So he was in the Kinhau province when he died. He was. So let me read what this guy said. So Henry was my deputy in Hyong Mai district, Kinhau province, on the morning of August eighth, nineteen seventy. I had planned to go out on an operation. The VC had mortared the district headquarters the preceding night, and we were going out to find them. Just before I went out the door, my counterpart, Major Da, told me he was going to the northern part of the district and to send Henry in my stead. While we were up north, I lost radio contact with Tom. We went back to and called in helicopter, but it was too late. Tom and his whole group were ambushed. Tom was dead, and his sergeant was seriously wounded. The Vietnamese were decimated. He left a girlfriend he planned to marry. He gave his life for mine, literally. I will never forget him. May his soul rest in peace. I don't know when he posted that. I think it was like in the 90s sometime. But uh, all my mom remembers is they couldn't have an open casket. So, yeah. and it was, he had his two, and I've met them. He had two other brothers that were in Vietnam. Well, one was in Vietnam. One was in Germany and was about to go when then then we left he was a little bit younger and then another one he was but the thing was he was a uh so henry was a he was a captain he actually went green to gold so he was he went in and enlisted Dang. and then he went to uh officer training school and my mom uh or 
my granddad said he remembers saying like him telling him that he hated it because he was a captain and now all these people that he like knew what they went through like like in basic and stuff had to salute him and call him captain and stuff and he said he hated it but uh so yeah he went so he was i don't know exactly the circumstances because i think those mac v teams were pretty kind of more secretive they they were and they weren't they weren't fighting like they weren't like at the they were like behind front lines, like in the behind enemy lines. Those those were the guys that we sent over into Cambodia, mm-hmm. where Cambodia was a neutral country, but Viet, the North Vietnamese were using it uh, to go around mm-hmm. and through and get supplies through. Yeah, on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, mm-hmm. and those were the guys that they sent into Cambodia. They didn't wear any. Any uniforms, if they got captured, they weren't supposed to tell them that they were American. Mm -hmm. Anything like that, they didn't use. A lot of them didn't use American weapons either. Yeah. Uh, A lot of them used, like, I know it was very popular to use Thompsons, um, grease guns. They would even... Because they would have, because they were getting supplied by the Soviet Union, and the Soviet Union would have had a bunch of Thompsons. Mm -hmm. So... I guess that makes sense. Hmm. But well, uh, and a lot of them also used still used American weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see he was a he was in an advisory team and I was looking at, into that and that was more so like minimal Americans and they were just helping they they would have most of the main force of it would be South southern Vietnamese. southern Vietnamese. And yeah. the way that was set up is you would have uh I forget the technical term for it, but you'd have one American that was in charge. He was the lead guy of that team. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have a second American that was second in command. Mm-hmm. And then you would have the rest of the team made up of South Vietnamese. Hmm. And yeah, and I looked up where uh, Kin Hao province is. And see, it's kind of, it was kind of, it's kind of further in the south, but it, where, where the dish, the Hang, Hang Mai district, it's over near the border. To Cambodia, mm-hmm. so and it was in the seventies. So he was definitely so, going over in Cambodia, yeah, for sure. So that might not even say that he might not have even died in Ken Hao Province. That might just be what they say because they weren't supposed to be there. Well, and it just goes to show you the statistic is that the Mac Saw groups had a hundred percent casualty rates. Mm. Every single one of them either died or got wounded yep. in some capacity. Yeah. So this guy, so the guy that posted this is, I'm sure he wasn't a lieutenant colonel when it happened, but he's retired as a lieutenant colonel. So I'm sure this guy, I mean, he was in the crap too. So I'm sure he got hurt too at uh, some point. I guarantee you if, if the casualty rate's 100%, I guarantee you he's got at least a couple purple hearts. I'm sure this guy, yeah, so he has, so Henry has a, I think he has two purple hearts. And then he has a silver star and a bronze star. So, was any? Do you know whether or not any of those were post mortem? I think or post humorously, the silver star was. I think. Um, And then, of course, the purple heart. But because he had two, one. So one time he got wounded, and then he got one for when he passed. So that interview. Get the hell out of here. That interview. uh, That guy I was talking about. His name Billy Heflin. Uh, I would look him up. I've got the video pulled up. We might watch it between segments. But 
anyway, these tunnels, these tunnels that they sent people like Billy Heflin into, a lot of them had false entrances, and they had two separate tunnels, or they had a, it looked like it was only one way down, but then you'd go down there and there'd be a booby trap. Uh, a lot of times they'd use like a pit full of snakes or a pit full of scorpions or mm. spiders. Uh, or rusty spikes too. Your rusty spikes. And you know, a lot of those deadfall traps. And you know, these people, they know, they, like, they know this. It's not like these Viet Cong and the Northern Vietnamese are getting deployed here. Like, yeah, they're moving and stuff, but a lot of these people probably, this is their whole life, is this area war. and the tunnels mm-hmm. and war. And so, the tunnels are still there, too. Yeah. So, like, so not, so maybe at one point that pit or that false entrance was actually an entrance, but then they just rerouted it and then just changed crap. I mean, so they probably were able to work on them easy. I mean, I just... Yeah, I, don't know. I would hate to be the one to dig those trenches. Oh, it would suck. Trenches, tunnels. Tunnels. Well, and one thing that's interesting, uh, and it goes off of kind of playing off of the guerrilla tactics and just how long they had to master their craft. Uh, in the Mekong Delta, which is, I believe is around in southern Vietnam, it'd have to be because the Delta's Mekong. Mekong Delta. Mekong River Delta, yeah. From the Mekong Delta, yeah, it's right on the southern tip of Vietnam. Uh... The Vietnamese would disguise these boats as fishing boats. And so from the air, mm-hmm. all they would look like is just civilian fishing boats. And what they would actually be is radio communication boats. And they would use these old time radios, old for then, to literally relay. They would act as relays between different radios. And so they would relay messages and they would just sail up and down the Mekong and the Mekong Delta. And the Americans would just fly over and it just looked like a bunch of regular ass fishing boats. But on those boats, it'd be. Yeah, That's probably why some people, some of those helicopters would just shoot at them mm-hmm. and just shoot at random people. And this is, this is why Vietnam is a really, <clears throat> it's a really bad war. Just in a hole because stuff like that, like you don't know if they're civilian or military. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like because I mean that they went a lot of Vietnam, a lot of military guys came back home at that time and were called baby killers and all of that, and it's like because of this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it was. You didn't know who the enemy was. Yeah. And that, and it's so. Well, it's the same way over in the Middle East now. Yeah, that's it's true. The same exact thing. They use those children for, they use them like a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either a weapon or cover they'll, for they'll, them. They'll trap them up and, and send them off and do their dirty work for you. I mean, they'll my sac- dad- They'll sacrifice them just. They have no, they have no regard for. Yeah, for I think the only life. difference is between, like, the Middle East wars and this is, I think the Viet, the Vietnamese people were kind of more like, I mean, for one, battle hardened, but then, I mean, not saying the Middle East isn't, but they were kind of more determined because, like, I was thinking about like 
this isn't necessarily a trap, but my dad was in, uh, he was in Iraq in Iraqi freedom. And he said like all the time they would have to go in a bunker because they, they would have a, the, they would set up, uh, the enemy would set up, um, mortar launchers super far away. They have an ice pack Mm -hmm. and they would put the ice pack in and then put the mortar on there and then they'd leave. So then when the ice pack melted, then that would drop the mortar and shoot it at them. And it'd be only one shot. And most of the time he said it wouldn't even get close to where we were, but they'd have to go down there and they'd have to go check it out and stuff. But that's the thing. Like, and then he says like, there was multiple times he heard of like, like they'd be going through places and there'd be a little hole that would be in a, in a building with a bunch of women and children. And they would just stick the, they would stick the gun through like, well, they're walking down the street and they have a pistol or like a AK or something, and they'd have these holes everywhere. If they thought there was soldiers over there, they would stick it into the hole, fire as many rounds as they can, and throw the gun and just run, hoping that they'd hit somebody. Well, and that's all you really need to do. I mean, you think about it. uh, With a conventional military, let's say you know this convoy is going to be coming through, and on this road at a certain time, on a certain date... If all you do is drop a tree or a boulder or something in that path, the conventional army has to stop, check it out, radio it in, and then do something to move that or change directions. Mm -hmm. While either you can ambush the conventional force or you can just hightail it out of there and just know that you've slowed them down. Yeah, you just slowed them down. Literally, yeah. This is, I mean, this Vietnam shows that. what a guerrilla force can do to a conventional force. And the thing is, like, we... I mean, the United States bombed the shit out of them, especially at the end. And the thing is, like, I think they tried to even trick the American people into saying we won for a little bit because basically we... Probably. We... Because the, the, basically our bombing campaign at the end was basically just to make them get a deal. And so they're like, well, we made them do a deal. Like, yeah, you we get our POWs back, which is a good thing, but then they get everything else. They yeah. win. So there was a prison camp uh, in Hanoi City that the GIs had nicknamed the Hanoi Hilton. Mm. And that's where they took a lot of, it was way up in northern Vietnam. That's where they took a lot of their, like, especially downed pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where they took a lot of their POWs. And what's interesting is is that a lot of these guys were in here in the Hanoi Hilton for like the entire duration of the war. And they would get frequently tortured and interrogated. And they would be fed uh, communist propaganda. And, if, and there was actually uh, instances where soldiers were quote-unquote, converted the communism to break morale. Mm. And they would try to get them to proclaim messages on the radio, on the communist radio, that they had been converted to communism. Uh, I know that uh, they weren't allowed to talk to one another. Mm-hmm. Even if you shared a, like, shared a cell with somebody, you weren't supposed to talk. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what these GIs would do is they would they made up their own uh, kind of Morse code and they would tap it through the walls to each mm-hmm. other. But then, That's what happened to John McCain 
McCain said he was in. He talked to somebody on another side of the wall with Morse code mm-hmm. when he was captured. And that's what they do. But they would. They even did stuff like, uh, like they they would teach each other things to pass the time. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of guys got like college degrees from other guys that had college degrees they would like learn all the stuff that those guys learned in college and Mm -hmm. then go back if they survived they would go back and Mm -hmm. apply that knowledge to get a college education and stuff which is kind of cool i mean yeah i mean they were still prisoners of war and tortured some that's not really making light of the situation they made a pretty good uh they made a pretty good uh good thing out of this bad situation i guess i mean and that's what those guys had to do because they were getting beat for years and and tortured constantly all the time and the thing is this is like the first time i mean yeah they they videotaped world war ii and but this was like the first time at least in america that you got to see a lot lot more like the thing is i saw a video of one guy that they uh they because they would take tv crews in to interview the uh, pow's Mm -hmm. and there was one guy i think it was an african-american guy and they were talking to him and he was answering their questions like what he was supposed to answer, but he was blinking weird the entire time. And he was sending a, he was doing Morse code and he said like, we're being tortured while they were, while they were asking him questions and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, uh, who's that? Who's Uh, that actress? We got to take a, an ad break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. We'll be right back folks. We're back. J-Dub, that actress you were talking about, they sent to send over there. Did they send him the POWs? No, she was over there to, on the, communist side jane oh, fonda so she, she went a, over there on her a, own accord she was a communist sympathizer yeah she there's like pictures of her on aa guns and what's and like her in, name james fonda jane fonda jane fonda? she was recently on uh, the view talking about some bull crap but yes there's like a picture of her on an aa gun uh, with communist. the Viet Cong and basically encouraging them to kill as many americans as possible and stuff Golly. Like it was bad. She's because she was like big time, like the baby killers thing and everything. Did she, do you think she ever uh, accepted any sexual advances from the NBA brass, from the North Vietnamese brass? Hundred percent. Don't know. I think she full blown communist sympathizer, and she should. She's still a bitch too. She should be punished. What she look like? <laughs> Well, this is her in 2015. She's pretty gross looking, honestly. Oh, she's got yeah. gray hair now. Jane Fonda, if you're listening to this, uh, you suck. I thought she died. Is she, she alive? Is she alive? She dude? was just recently on Jane the View, Fonda? like oh. this year. Dude, the View sucks anyway. Yeah. Good yeah. God, the View. Yeah, View these nuts. <laughs> 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 Doug almost spit his drink out. <laughs> That yeah, he said so, it right when he took it. Right. <laughs> um, I was, I saw, I was reading some stuff because you mentioned the snakes in the pits and stuff, and that, like, I'm not too scared of snakes. I mean, I'm obviously scared of poisonous snakes, but I was reading this. Uh, actually, they're called venomous snakes. Venomous snakes. So they have. So they had. So I'm on this website, wearethemighty.com, and uh, they said that the. The Viet Cong gorillas would often carry bamboo pit vipers in their packs. So if anyone searched it, they'd hopefully get bit. Mm. And then they said they'd tie them. they tie the deadly snakes to bamboo and hide them throughout the tunnel complexes. So then when, like, if you, like, walk by and, like, 
I mean, they would obviously probably bite you, but then if you like knocked them over, then they'd fall on you and they'd have snakes tied to them. Mm. That would be sketchy. And I'm with you, Jadep. Snakes don't really scare me the much. Spiders. Oh my god. Okay. If if I encountered a snake in a small enclosed. Oh yeah. Then enclosure. In a, I would. In a I would be just. I. I don't. The tunnel, like the people who go spelunking, like have you seen those videos? Yes. People going through those tunnels. I mean, I mean, if you're going to like a big ass tunnel that you can walk in, fine. But this guy's like literally having to decompress his chest. And I'm not saying that's what they had to do in Vietnam, but I bet it was close at some parts. Meanwhile, you can't see anything, and there's possibly snakes. Well, you snakes. think about somebody of the Asian stature. They're very small. Mm-hmm. I bet them little guys were just running straight, like full speed. They were on all ahead. fours. You <laughs> go scratch your eyes out. Oh, God. Run back. Gosh, I'd freak out if I saw anything on all fours in a little tunnel like that. I, I'm like, okay, I know I'm alone. Turn the light on, and think? it's just like a little person with an AK on their back just crawling towards me as fast as they could. Here's a picture. They've got a bow set up that if you uh, set off the tripwire, the bow shoots an arrow at you. Ooh, here's a here's a fancy one. Because I was kind of wanting to get into this too. Because um, you mentioned like that guy got his necklace taken that had the ears and stuff on it yep now that's a little bit of a kind of extreme but the thing is like there were big nowadays we're big away from like war trophies and stuff but honestly it kind of pisses me off especially like back then i mean these people are for one getting drafted and getting paid probably shit and then you expect them not like that's just what war's been like if you win you get the plunder not saying it's good it's not a good thing to do to go and steal a bunch of crap. But the thing is, like, they're so, so they, you send them to war, give them all this PTSD, give them shit money, and then you get, and they're like, oh yeah, you're not supposed to do anything. Go home and live the rest of your life. Well, this kind of plays into that. There was things called flag bombs, and the NVA and the VC loved, it says the NVA and the VC loved to fly flags, and they knew that US troops loved to capture enemy flags. So when they were forced to leave a base or location, they often rigged the flags with an explosive of some kind so that when the U.S. troops started to take down the flag, it would set off a charge. Because, I mean, like you watch like Band of Brothers and 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 that, like like all the time they're capturing flags and showing them at each other. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because well, that's like a thing that's been throughout well, um, the col- take the colors down. And yeah, they'd them. also trap like any little huts that they set up a little bit of camp in. They'd sit they'd set traps for like uh they'd put they'd purposely put intel in there mm. like fake not really intel. yeah fake intel yeah. in there so that if somebody picked it up or moved it or anything there'd be some kind of explosive device going off mm-hmm. and they'd also uh can't remember if we did this or they did this they there was uh ammunition sabotage oh yeah i think I, we might have did that okay i like because because there's still because i was on a brandon herrera video where that some guy he was watching like the darwin awards thing mm-hmm. and uh, this guy's ak blew up like recently like he was that in the was middle east an actual like operation mm-hmm. well yeah 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 so the, so and the it blew up and he said what it was is probably a cartridge that we like that the u.s kind of or the we distributed to end up in Soviet 
munitions that they were getting and all this and the munitions they had. Mm -hmm. So like not every bullet was, but there would be random bullets that would just blow up the gun. Yeah. So that, so I'm thinking that was us. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know if they would have had the, I doubt they had the, to do that. the ability to do that. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, it's not like super they hard. They the ability to do everything. Look at what they make bombs and stuff. Out I mean, of. but they were getting supplied by like China, kind of, and Russia. I mean, creative. Soviet Union. They were very creative. They 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 could. Uh, they was like little MacGyver minions running around. Little MacGyver minions that would sneak up on your wire at night and slit your throat, and then. You never, uh, me and your papa's got a friend that he said, never drink the frozen pop. The frozen pop was crushed up glass and they'd put it in there and go into a bar or something and get a frozen pop and you were drinking glass. Um, Well, that's a lot. I don't know. Whenever they had like, whenever they made landmines, that's what they used. They used glass instead of metal and like they used a lot of, non-metallic material so mm-hmm. that any kind of sweep for like landmines uh, yeah any kind of like what are they called metal detector yeah metal detector sweeps they wouldn't pick them up and uh they think it's clear and they go through and just have a ton of explosions that's one of the geneva convention things now hmm. you can like you geneva can't do suggestion. that uh, I looked it up. It says right here, uh, new troops in Vietnam were given a salary of $78 a month. And the, while those who had served over four months had earned eighty three twenty a month. Wow. That's I like mean, not, you could fill your truck up for that now. Yeah. I mean, I know the times are were different, but still. Meanwhile, I mean, uh, I don't know. So you yeah. so you don't expect them to see some like watch like or, or some, steal something take something at least to have because like the thing is there's no reward especially in this like in World War Two I guess you could say the reward was saving the the West or whatever I don't know but here you're like you don't know what's going on it's, it's crap's hitting the fan your buddies are dying left and right and then they you just get sent home with. You're Say just, you're there for a year, you get your seventy eight bucks a month, and then you go home. You're like, "Oh, good job! You're getting called a baby killer and getting spit on." So, hope you all, liked it. All for the industrial military complex. Yep, profitability. Yeah, because for they're their bo- for their bottom line. Yep. I mean, the thing is, after this Vietnam War, uh, Vietnam went to shit anyways because they implemented socialism everywhere went to shit we could have just not went let them do socialism and then they would have exactly the same thing would happen and fifty-eight thousand americans would still be alive yeah mm-hmm. but we needed a new conflict yeah they needed money, money. the rothschilds needed money amen those damn rothschilds if you haven't listened go ahead and check out our rothschilds episode yep um Let's see here. What else? Uh, they call these cartridge traps on this website, but uh, I, I've heard them called toe poppers, where you they would set a pipe in the ground uh, just big enough for whatever kind of cartridge they were using. They would fit that cartridge in, bullet up, and then they would 
make it make the bullet protrude just ever so slightly above the surface of the soil and in the bottom of that pipe would be like a little pin right on the primer so whenever you step down on the top of that bullet it would ignite the primer and it would send the bullet right through your foot <laughs> and maybe you're not dead but you've got you're out of the fight for sure you're going back to the rear with the gear getting your freaking foot patched up you're probably not walking right the, the team rest of your doesn't life. know what's going on yeah and that would be an extremely good way to initiate an ambush in mm -hmm. my opinion um well maybe not because you're not guaranteed that that guy would that somebody would step on that maybe if you did like a whole field of toe poppers did like a hundred round belt of mm -hmm. like a anyway that'd be a project that yeah. would be a project that I don't know. I feel like that'd be pretty effective. It would be. Fun day out insane. with the boys. Yes. <laughs> I want to know how, how, what were there, how was the, like, I know they probably had mines and stuff, but like, how was the traps or were there traps in like the cities? Cause I know that's where, like in terms of Vietnam, when we, when the Americans would get to the cities, that's where we kind of shined. Cause that's the type of warfare we knew. But did they have like traps and stuff other than landmines? Oh yeah, in the I'm cities? sure they did They're, stuff in doorways. And... Well, and they... yeah, they had doorways where if you walked through and stepped on like it's like a board that you would mm. almost definitely step on. There'd be some kind of trap swing trap down where it'd swing from the ceiling down right in face level with spikes or a knife or something that would just stab you in the face funny and enough detroit detroit crackheads do the same thing yeah i've seen that video too if you want a vietnam experience go to detroit yeah you couldn't trust anybody in those cities either but i mean whether it was the prostitutes or anything else i mean they yeah always had to be on their guard if you get a little bit more than you paid for imagine, if you, imagine if you get the communism form of chlamydia yeah. that was razor blades in the hoo-ha Ouch. Boy told me ouch that was razor there. blades in the vagina yep and how does the mechanics so of that work you i didn't go in detail yeah, he, not i was a young kid whenever he told detail. me about that i would have been intrigued on that he said there's not even for like weird per like just the mechanics on that like i would have been so intrigued on how that. would you set that up i, I don't I, I like i said i was a kid and wasn't old enough to really be talking about that and he was just explaining it to me. That would suck. That would be bad. I would be killing a prostitute. <laughs> she I guess, would. I guess that's why they probably practice Kegel exercises real well to hold them in there. She would be no longer <laughs> alive. Like people joke about having dead hookers in the back of their cars. I would have a dead hooker in the back of a US United States Army Jeep. Yeah. And if I was questioning, I would say, look, she cut, she cut my pecker off, bro. <laughs> look I'm at, not going into detail. Look at out. this. Look what she did. Okay. That's a whole new level. That's like that's a whole new level of booby trap right there, man. Yeah. Or what well. if they put cyanide on their titties? <laughs> and just so you're I going through the I, you're, I just die. you're going to the jungle and then you finally make it to the city you think you're all good and then next thing you know, oh you i thought that was a dick. euphemism oh no i thought that was a euphemism the jungle. going, <laughs> going jungle. through the jungle, yeah, the jungle baby <laughs> oh god well i think any sort of 
prostitution in Southeast Asia even today is not. Yeah, because you go to th- what ideal. is it? Is it Thailand, Thailand with like the the lady boys? Lady boys? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go to Southeast Asia to have sex. I you're gonna get crotch rot for sure. At the very least, you're lucky if you get crotch rot in, in Southeast Asia. Anyway, freaking, count your blessings yeah. that you got crotch rot. <laughs> That's the only thing that happened to you. Well, you're one lucky son of a bitch. Let me tell you. Oh God. Anyway, the freaking Viet Cong or not, dude? If they're paying, how much did they have to pay you to put a razor blade in your hoo ha? I don't. Probably I, a, or do you think it was just probably a bunch of rice? Or something. Do you think it was just con- like I'm so in love with communism that I'm willing to put a sharp object in there? Guarantee it, Doug. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, yeah I'm sorry too. You brought it up. <laughs> I mean, come on. What did you expect out of this group? Seriously, I I didn't expect much more than this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they used stuff such as like shotgun. Traps, I'm sure they did. Did the Vietnamese even have access to shotguns? Wow, I just looked this up. So it says that there, so the during Vietnam War, the American, uh, a sex industry developed around American servicemen. It had been estimated that the number of prostitutes in the country at the end of the war was between 300,000 to half a million. And it said 80% of whom were, are thought to have had venereal diseases. So, I think I'll stick to Jill on that one. Talking about bringing home a trophy. <laughs> that's my war. That's my war trophy. Yeah, my war trophy. HIV. <laughs> that's my little Debbie. I'm gonna. Okay, hold on. AIDS cases <laughs> from. Didn't that come? Didn't the, AIDS come about in like seventies? From the Vietnam War. Okay, right here. So it says. HIV and AIDS in Vietnam. It says that conducted annually in 40 of Vietnam's 64 provinces, the government now reports HIV cases in all provinces, 93% of all districts, and 49% of all communes, although many high-prevalence provinces report cases in 100% of communes. Even though Vietnam has implemented HIV-slash-AIDS case reporting, the general lack of HIV testing thus far suggests that the actual number of people living with HIV is much higher. Um, much higher than 100%. So they're... <laughs> wow. It says 41.1% of prostitutes in Vietnam are living with HIV. So... Great. Do you think that the AIDS epidemic spread to America from the Vietnam War? Do you think that could be a possibility? Uh, I think that really came about whenever, you know... The faggots. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... That's true. I mean... I don't know. It had to come from somewhere. Yeah, monkeys had it first. Well, who eats monkeys? This is on course, Douglas. You brought it up. Didn't mean to dwell on it. Anyway, Vietnamese people eat monkeys. Okay. Vietnamese prostitutes in Vietnam had sex with American GIs. I think that might need to be a soundbite. <laughs> Vietnamese people eat monkeys. <laughs> okay. But I, I could be yeah. wrong. That could be racist, but I don't care. 
So that could be psychological warfare. All right, booby traps. Back booby, to tra- booby traps. Back to booby traps. Jesus Christ. Uh, so they had, they had one, where uh, it's another one where it's just like in a field or wherever on a trail or wherever. You'd be walking and you'd step. The floor would go through, like cave in, pretty much, mm. and spikes would come up mm. and like pretty, simple, pretty much just pretty much just like bite your leg as if a crocodile mm. just kind of like bit your leg right so here basically right yeah i've seen that before too so We're basically sick. just imagine the beginning of first blood and that's ex- that's kind of what it is mm-hmm. that's like halfway through first blood rambo first blood i guess so well before the army shows up or the national guard yes so well, where do you think he learned that? He learned that from Vietnam. Yeah. Mac V. Sog. He was a Sog member. Yep. But they had that. And I mean, if even if it didn't like puncture you that much, mm-hmm. there it's still. It sucks. I mean, that sucks. Well, that and if it was metal, you're probably going to get tetanus. I mean, have you ever and got. Then you're out of the fight for. I mean, have a you ever got in pay, like poked by a locust tree? No. Yeah. I've I've had Thank a God. I've had like a probably two inch locust tree about an inch into my leg mm. and it sucked. I stepped on one, went through my shoe and went into my foot. That sucked. And that's like nothing compared to falling in a hole with nails and just spikes. Well, this one isn't even the one that just you fall your whole body falls into. This one's just like a one leg trap. Yeah. They also Whoa. had those uh, same concept where it's just like you step on either side of it and it swings pretty much. It's like one of those trash cans mm-hmm. where you just boop and it swings around. Boop. Yeah. Booby. But, uh, you just touch it. You're you dead. step on it and it just, you just fall into spikes. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things where it's, uh, booby trap warfare but psychological warfare because think about what happened what goes through your mind whenever one of your teammates just falls into a pit of spikes mm-hmm. that could have been right where you were and you walk, don't know how right many there are you like you, you the entire time you're there you're you're thinking like the entire time you're like they're in the trees i'm gonna get shot at but not only are you thinking that but you're also like even if they're not even close I could still fall into a hole with spikes. Oh, I would moment. be I would be scared to death myself. I would be Ugh. I'd be shitting bricks for sure. They're in the trees and in the ground mm. and where you're not even looking. I want to know how many traps are like still oh, out there, there there's like a lot. activated. There's a lot. Like that haven't been There's probably still I want to know if there's like a statistic there. of like how many people fall into Viet like Viet Cong traps today. today today well you know the tunnels are still there they do tours uh through the tunnels in vietnam and i saw this one uh meme where it's uh vietnam a vietnamese guy was peeking his head out of the tunnel yeah that and he was like the tour leader or whatever and it was (laughs) he was leading around a ton of vietnam vets and he he pokes his hole out of or pokes his head out of that Viet Cong hole and 
scares all of the Vietnam vets shitless because he was down there. Wow. So it says, I Googled it to see the tours, like mm-hmm. what you could do. It says, built by the Viet Cong in the 1940s as protection from French air raids during the Indochina conflict. The the chi, the sea the sea chi tunnels extend underground for more than 155 miles in the vicinity of Ho Chi Minh City alone. Mm. This network of subterranean passageways later provided vital access to and strategic control over rural areas surrounding the city during blah 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 blah. blah. Well, there's this guy talking 17 about seventeen bucks. Oh dang, seventeen ninety, <laughs> and it's morning. It's six hours. Also, they have VIP tours by limousine for $79 a person. Well, a dollar in Vietnam can get you a lot of stuff nowadays. Mm -hmm. But I'm reading this deal. There's this guy who's actually, um, it's on some message board or something. Mm -hmm. He was in, he he said, I was in infantry in the Mekong Delta Mm -hmm. in 69. And he said there were booby traps everywhere. He said the day that they got there, his an, a radio operator friend of his went to a wood line to take a leak and he stepped on a mine and blew his foot off. Said he asked him, he had to ask him for 20. He, the guy who got his foot blown off, asked for $20 because he knew he was going to Japan and he didn't have any money with him mm-hmm. to do some stuff, like get things. Well, then he said, on two occasions, I fell into well camouflaged punji, punji pits. The first time I got lucky and my foot went sparingly between two rows of new steel spikes. A few months later, I once again fell into a, such a pit, but it had not been well-maintained, and the bamboo spikes were knocked aside when I hit them with my boot. Uh, our idiot company commander, a captain whom everyone hated, fooled around with a, vice, a device he found attached to a tree limb and blew his ear off. Jesus. This was after our, our he'd retard. been warned by our tiger scout not to go near it. You see that thing tied to the tree over there? Don't go near it. Yeah. Oh, go over there. I'm going to touch it. <laughs> I'm going to come. Back to these tours. For 30 bucks, you can get... They drive you from the hotel to the tour place and back, and it's a full-day tour, and you get to shoot an M60 for 30 bucks. Hmm. I think we How need to go rounds? to Vietnam. How many rounds? I don't know. Because if it's just like one round... Hmm. Oh, no. Wait. You the bullets are separate, but it's transferred by air conditioned vehicle, and you get the morning and afternoon tour. So you have to buy the bullets too, and you get uh topiaca, hot tea, and bottled water. Hmm. And you get an English speaking tour guide. I do it. So I hear Vietnam. I, I hear that Vietnam for like Americans is like one of the is actually like pretty safe and nice to go to. Like they're not. Yeah, now they're not. Well, yeah, <laughs> not, not in the seventies, but uh, but like uh, other places are still pissed at us, or like I mean, you can't go. You can't go to like yeah, you Middle Eastern countries like Kuwait or Qatar or something, but they're still they're pro- some people are probably gonna not like you, but if you go to Vietnam, they like uh, they welcome you with open arms, even though we did all that, dude. For this Good. one, ten hours of a tour. You get to go through the tunnels, and they take you on boats on the Mekong Delta for fifty bucks a person. Another Dang. friend of mine run ammunition up and down the Mekong River over there. He joined the Navy. He thought, well, this will be a safe way out, and he wound up in Vietnam running ammunition up and down into Cambodia. 
Dang. On one of them great big long 70s, says over 70 foot long and just real narrow. What a baller. And that's what his job was. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cool. it's just, I don't know. And this kind of changed, like, I think you guys talked about this last episode, but this kind of changed their way we do things, especially because, I mean, helicopters. Mm-hmm. I mean, helicopters just started in like Korea, but this is when we kind of. This most is... infantry was because nowadays like the airborne units like for like the 101st they're in like romania right now mm-hmm. and they're air assault so there's airborne and then there's air assault and the air assault's ready just in case russia gets a little too friskily or something gets but the thing is silly. basically everyone in vietnam unless you were like armored were air assault yeah like because the, they had to teach because like the thing is air assault is with helicopters roping down and stuff and nowadays like there's that's not exactly like that but everyone had to learn how to air assault in vietnam pretty much so this is the only way you could get around and yeah one thing i want to say real quick before the break they would all these mac v saw guys what they would do is they would which it wasn't it wasn't a very good tactic but if they were going to go into an area they would go in and drop a bomb called a daisy cutter and they would drop this bomb from a plane like a day before they were getting ready to go in. And what it was designed to do was it was designed to impact about mid-level through the canopy and just blow all the vegetation to shit. So they'd have a place to land. Well, they'd do that and the Vietnamese would be like, oh, well, they're going to land here. And then they'd go and try to land and they'd get shot up. Well, and they also had, that was part of the demolitions team too. Oh boy, I used to work for That's what his job was to hang from the ladders and clear out with chainsaws clearing landing spots for the choppers you know instead of doing that because like you said you're pretty much giving away where you're going to be landing and Mm. they would have to go in there and just cut their way down that'd be pretty yeah he said lots of guys get shot off the ladders I bet well on that note uh, we're going to go ahead and take a, another quick break. We'll be right back, folks. All right. As Doug would say, we're going to stick a bow on this episode. Uh, I'm going to close this, this one out. Guys, J-Dub, you first. Um, How's that White Claw treating you? It's all right. Not I'm sponsored not a, by White Claw? Not really a big fan of White Claws. I remember drinking them... Few months ago and didn't like them when and then I you legal. said then you said strawberry and i was like oh that might taste good it's all right but see i just got them because i wanted to be i wanted just to try something different this time no but anyway um so i don't really have much to say other than the Viet Cong are scary in the traps or gooey 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 also uh i mean other i mean i guess uh welcome home to the Vietnam veterans, and I don't think you should have been treated the way you were when you got home. So Amen. Amen. That's about it. Douglas, final thoughts? Anything you want to leave the audience with? Good, sir. Remember all of them that went over there and done what they had to do, whether they volunteered or whether they were drafted or whatever. they done it with the thought that they were doing it to help 
save that country and to keep that kind of trash from happening to us. And it's just a shame that uh, our country, that our politicians spit on our country and our freedoms and everything like they do today after the sacrifices that so many veterans have made throughout the years so that we can have the freedoms that we do and enjoy the things that we do and live the lives that we do if we work hard enough to earn them and, and stuff. And then you've got, you know, just to have people that, and I'm just going to come out and say it to me, John McCain was a piece of crap because of the way he crapped all over the country, even though he served in Vietnam, but he come home, become a politician and crapped all over us. Amen. Yep. I agree. And, uh, but thank you to the ones who, who done the right thing. We know, we, we know it was tough and we appreciate it. And it wasn't in vain. You post probably postponed, uh, for a lot of years of what, you know, what's happening today in mm -hmm. our society and stuff. It's not, it's not their fault that it, the country's going to heck. Yep. Thank you, Douglas. Jacob, final thoughts. Uh, they really took all my final thoughts. You know, I. Anything <laughs> else besides like, it doesn't have to be about Vietnam. Just anything you want to leave to the listener. Uh, that have made it this far. I happy Fourth of July, you know. Just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, also, I also want to say welcome home to all the Vietnam vets. You know, I said it last time, but I want to say it again just because you know you didn't get it whenever you first came home. So why not get it now? Better late than never. Well, as JFK would say, uh, pee pee poo poo. And I think I've been shot. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, Mind blowing. Guys, thanks for listening to another episode. Feel free to email us at the pantherdenpod at gmail.com. Uh, tell us we're good. Tell us we suck. Tell us what to improve on. Tell us what we're doing good at. Tell us things that you might want to here on the podcast and uh lift weights run eat clean drink water touch grass eat ass jacob next week's episode uh probably another current events episode hell yeah we love those current events the episodes. supreme court has been busy so we'll probably talk about that Ooh, buddy all right well guys watch out for the chinese watch out for the russians watch out for the federal government and we'll see you on the next one